Hey, welcome to the Pharmacy Residency and Money Podcast, a member of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. I'm Tony Guerra, pharmacist and publisher, bringing you help succeeding in your career, health, and wealth before, during, and after residency. You can sign up for the email list at pharmacyresidencypodcast.com to get your free LOI template or get editing help working one-on-one with me at residency.teachable.com. Hey, welcome to the Pharmacy Residency Podcast, member of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Uh, I wanted to talk about the five mistakes that uh, people make when they're going to mid-year. And the first is uh, going to mid-year when you really probably don't need to. So that's not actually one of my five. Uh, but the, the big thing is that a lot of people will feel like the, the FOMO of, of missing out and, and not getting to go to Anaheim and, and all of that, but uh, you're, you're perfectly able to get a residency without going to mid-year. That is possible. But it just gives you a true sense of what you're competing against, uh, the madness of what you're competing against. Uh, and uh, I think that because it's really the match where you're trying to get to know people, I think so much is face-to-face that you really get a sense for what a residency is like and, and kind of the personality. So I'm going to go through my five first and then I'll, I'll go through them individually. Uh, but the first mistake that I see is that students believe the ASHP residency showcase is the ASHP future resident showcase. And what I mean by that is it's about these residency sites showcasing what they have. Uh, it's not where they're going to intake information and in some way you're going to gain an advantage uh, over other practitioners. Second, it's missing the resident uh, poster presentations, and I'll show you where that is. Uh, but if you really want to get to know the residents, and if this is really about people, well, the best time to actually meet the residents is when they're at their poster and have nothing else going on, literally nothing else going on. Uh, it's not uncommon for residents to talk to each other uh, throughout the, the time and, uh, you know, they got their hour that they're there and uh, they just kind of talk to each other and very few people come up. And I find that this is the really the best way uh, to get to know if a site is going to work for you. But then it's also a nice way to actually get to know the people and, and for them to get to know you. The third is applying for prestige and not for the people that are there. Uh, you'll learn this as you go through your work life if you haven't already, but the person that is immediately above you is the most important person in terms of your job satisfaction uh, with the people there. So I get that you're trying to meet the RPD to make a good impression, but what you really want to find out is what the RPD is like, and that will make or break many, many residencies. Uh, number four is uh, writing a generic uh, letter of intent or a generic cover letter. And I say this because if you take the time to do the introspection that comes in doing a letter of intent that really speaks to what you're trying to do, maybe it's uh, cancer in, in some family member and you want to be an oncologist, or uh, maybe it's something to do with cardiology because you've had that in your family. Uh, those are the types of things that take time to get to. And there's not a ton of introspection. 
when you use a chat GPT or just template uh, a letter of intent and just make it this checkbox. Rather, you want to make sure that in some way or another, uh, you have made clear what you want. Because it's so easy to tell the difference between somebody who knows why they're at a certain residency site and why others are not. And then the last thing is the bad interview um, where you either are in PPS or something like that where you're doing an interview or uh, you aren't properly prepared for the interview. And a lot of what you can do at ASHP is do a good job of preparing for the interview. But really the interview has three parts. It's meeting people and seeing if you're a good fit and you know, doing the cases if there's some kind of assessment to see your clinical judgment and ability. And then there's that presentation where you are actually presenting and, and doing those things. Um, I do have that help at residency.teachable.com if you want help with the interview process in terms of your uh, presentation. I do a little bit of help there. Uh, but uh, let me go through these five and, and then at the end we can talk about that stuff. So the first thing is it's the ASHP Residency Showcase. The showcase, the residency sites each pay ASHP to get a certain amount of real estate. And I don't know, and, and to some extent, uh, where you are and the size of the, you know, encampment, if you want to call it that, uh, is indicative of how much, you know, how many residents they have, how prestigious it is, and all of those things. And it's really hard to get away from the fact that there are going to be these massive residency sites with lots and lots of PGY2s and that may or may not be for you. But what you want to get through is the, well, is this really giant um, thing someplace where people are happy? Is it someplace where people have to work 12 days and have two off? Uh, what is it feel like? And it's honestly going to be like uh, just going to different countries as you go from New York to California to the Midwest to the Southeast. And it is really cool, but it is also really crowded. And it's amazing that and the it's like this herd of people go in in the beginning. And there was this movie where um, there's this like race across the desert with a bunch of horses and you know there's this big start where all the horses are running and, and it's miles and miles and miles of race and then they all start walking and you realize that oh that was just for show what I find is that the most valuable thing that you can do if you go in in the beginning is to go to those places that are not getting that kind of attention. You're going to see people three, four, five deep trying to get an answer, trying to give a, res a CV and resume, and it's such a waste. Uh, again, it's the resident showcase, so or the residency showcase, not the future residence showcase. So what you should be doing in there is gathering information. You should be talking to people that are like, oh, this person seems really nice. Let me actually get to know a little bit more about them. Oh, wow, that's weird. Why aren't, why isn't anybody at this booth? Oh, it seems like it's a great residency. You know, what, what is it? Oh, maybe uh, it's a location that's not quite near a metropolitan area. Uh, maybe it's not a teaching hospital. Maybe it's those kinds of things. And then you get to find out a little bit more and have a little bit better understanding of it. 
But the bigger thing is you start getting used to talking to people and you get rid of that feeling of, oh my gosh, this is a resident, I want to make a good impression and, and all of that. And, and you kind of calm down a bit and realize, okay, th these are just students that are one year ahead of me that are in residency. Remember, you're trying out for the lowest position that is available um, at in the clinical site. And it's just funny how you know, when you go in there, you're like, oh my gosh, this is a resident at the site that I want. And oh my gosh, how am I going to talk to them? And again, they're, they're just students that did really well uh, and that, that really well aligned uh, their goals uh, to what the site was. Now, the second and biggest mistake that I see is missing the resident poster presentation. And if you go to the schedule at a glance and, you know, you see the student programming and then the, um, uh, the residency showcase and, and that's the big thing but if you look on Wednesday and this is what I see so often is that people will leave Wednesday to get back uh, because they're only given X number of days to, to go but I honestly think that if you had a choice I would actually care more about Wednesday than I cared about any other day because that's the resident posters and that's when the residents have time to talk to you where you can find out about their research you can find out more about the rpd you can find out about their fellow residents you can find out the application process because they there is no six seven eight person line to to talk to them about their research and i think that that day is the most valuable one and the biggest mistake that students make is not worrying worrying so much about making sure that uh, a residency site checks off all the boxes instead of doing what is really important, which is getting to meet the people that are there. Uh, it's, it's a culture and uh, they all have their own personalities. And I assure you that New York is different than California, but even with New York, within New York, you know, there's uh, some that they're like, these are the, the rotations that you're going to do. You can have an elective or two. Whereas you go to Vanderbilt and it's like, here's a one or two that you have to do. And the rest are basically electives. So exact opposite personality in terms of what you have to and don't have to do. And you learn so much from meeting the residents. The third issue is prestige and not people. And I think that the 80-20 rule in some way or another applies here where 80% of the students will know about 20% of the residency sites. And so inevitably they'll apply to, you know, the Mayo and UCSF and Cedars-Sinai and UNC and uh, all those just really well-known hospitals and really well-known sites. But what you lose is that there's still people there and it's going to be people that you're working with. And what you want to know is how happy are they? You know, if you're in a relationship, this is going to be a tough year. Is this a place where there are other people that are doing well and successful with their, you know, uh, relationships? Or is this a place where they're like, well, the relationship's just not going to last. It's just not going to make it. So, Number three, applying for prestige and not people uh, or applying where you feel like you should go instead of being really open to it. And that's what the residency showcase can be, an opportunity to meet people that you otherwise wouldn't at places you wouldn't think of. Number four, when I talk about the letter of intent or the cover letter and being generic, what I'm saying is, is that 
the biggest mistake students make when applying to a residency is applying to the wrong site. So when you start applying and you, if you're truly writing down your thoughts as you're applying to a single site one at a time, if you have any bit of intuition, it's going to just light up where you're like, oh, you know, I'm writing this and it doesn't feel honest. It doesn't feel like, like I, I've saying I want to go here. I've always wanted to go here. But to be honest, I'm, I'm really trying to fit them rather than going to this other place that actually fits perfectly. But maybe they're a site that is newer, or maybe they're a site that hasn't been accredited yet, or maybe they're a site that isn't in a large metropolitan area, or maybe they're not a teaching hospital, or whatever reason it is. And what I, what I want you to do is apply to both. And this is why. What's going to happen is, is that the residency process, the match, for as much criticism as it gets, I think is one of the best opportunities to be with people that are really, really fit what you want to do. And the chances of you getting your first, second, or third choice if you interview or get an interview are extremely high. Like it's almost 80 or 90% first three that you'll get that. On the residency side, it's much lower. Like it's possible to have a 24th or 30th pick. Uh, but on the resident uh, app or the future resident applica application side, if you do your due diligence with a proper letter and uh, really take the time to, to think through it, um, you can readily get something that fits perfectly and that you can be very happy with. And it makes residency doable hard rather than just miserable hard, which it does not need to be. Generally, miserable hard is where somebody wrote things and they don't really fit and they tried to fit and they got in anyway and then they realized that they weren't honest to themselves and they ended up at a site. They'll still graduate, they'll still get PGY2 or a job if they want it, but they will suffer unnecessarily because they weren't honest with themselves. And then the last one is the bad interview. What you really want to try to do if you're going to go to this ASHP thing is get good at talking to people. And the nice thing is, is there's a lot of sites that you will never see that person ever again. And you might say something dumb. You're like, oh, well, that I could have said that better. Uh, and it really is like, how do I have these conversations in such a way that I want them to get to know me but the fact of the matter is that most people want to talk about themselves. So it's your questions that make it so that it goes, that interview goes well. And for those of you that are introverts, which is about 60 or 70% of the pharmacy world, the biggest thing is getting out of your own head. And the way to do that is to take genuine interest in other people. If you're just sitting there judging, assessing, all you're going to do is be in your own head the whole time, freaking out because like, what are they thinking about me? What did they think of that last answer? Oh, did I answer what they wanted? Oh my gosh, what am I going to do for the next question? Instead, get really interested in the other people, whether it's a multi-person interview or just get really interested in what a person is saying. And the more you do that, the more likable you are. That sounds really strange. 
that the best way to get them to care about you is to care about them. But just think about that. The old mantra about people don't care what you know until they know you care. Well, same thing's true with residency. No one cares what you can do as a resident. There's plenty of qualified people until you, they know that you care enough about their site to have done the research from their website, to have visited them at their poster, uh, to have taken the time to get to know them, uh, to have done all the things that a good friend and a good person would do. So it's not complicated. It's more just being directional in terms of making sure that you know as you are moving toward an interview that you have met and started to build relationships with some of the people there so you'll have a friendly face and an advocate most importantly somebody needs to fight for you second you want to have we and we we have the the list of cases from tldr pharmacy i put a bunch of links to their site uh, where it's the most common 10 or 15 uh, cases and uh, pathophysiologic conditions that they're going to ask you about in the residency interview. And then making sure that your presentation is top notch. Uh, and what I do caution you with, because I've seen this over and over again, students think it's clever. They'll, they'll make a soap note, like subjective, why should you pick me? Objective, why should you pick me? My grades and stuff. Assessment, you should pick me. And plan, I should do the residency there. It's clever but it ultimately is trite and it fails because somebody else is going to do it too. And like, oh, here we go. Here's the soap note presentation. So when you are thinking about your presentation and interview, think about someone who has to do 30 or 40 of these and think about what you would want for that. And so when I'm making a presentation to my students, I always give 50-50s. So I was like, well, do you think that the blood pressure would go up or do you think it would go down? Would this be a good for vasodilation or do you think that we would see reflex tachycardia? When you're looking at a choice here, would you think something like an angiotensin II receptor blocker, an ARB, or would you think of an ACE inhibitor? By giving 50-50s, what you're doing is making it a lot easier for them to participate. And then every once in a while, you know, you can ask those open-ended questions. But really, if you want engagement, you've got to think of people that are busy, people are going to be on their phones, people are going to be coming in and out of your presentation. They're not going to have all eyes on you. And it really comes down to, can you be engaging? And that engagement comes from teaching and, and having that experience. And uh, the nice thing is we have an appy here where um, students do get to get up in front of students. But the nice thing is, is that it's something they're competent in, whether it's pharmacology or chemistry. And because they're so competent in it, we can focus on their abilities in teaching rather than worrying so much about the clinical mastery and, and those types of things. Because the, the last thing you wanna do is try to be an expert. And I remember talking to Brandon about this, how um, every once in a while they would bring him in. And so here you have a PGY, um, basically a, a B cop, a, you know, board certified oncology pharmacist comes in, says, oh, you know, this is the guy that says they're an oncology pharmacist to be. And you're just like, whoa, you know, you've got this guy with tremendous clinical knowledge. And you just want to at least be competent at your level, that you're you know, a fourth year student, you've done maybe an appy, uh, and to be very humble and uh, to ask a lot of questions. So those are my five. 
Um, recognize the SHP residency showcase is just that, the residency showcasing themselves. Learn what you can about them. Don't miss the resident poster presentation to learn more about the people. Apply for people, not prestige. Make sure you've written a cover letter or you know vomit draft of a letter of intent just so you can honestly see the type of place that you would really feel good about and why, whether it was oncology or cardiology or pediatrics or whatever it is. And then start getting good at interviewing by start getting good at having conversations with people you don't know and with people that you you know are really looking up to you're looking up to these residents who got the site that got the placement that you want and it takes some time to to talk to them and and see what they're the way they talk and how to talk to different people and if you make this more about becoming better at communications and not really worrying about making sure you get the right cv to the right person i think you'll be in good shape and the last kind of bonus thing i would say uh, this goes back to ben franklin i think um, i think it was ben franklin and john adams were both trying to build the relationship between france and the u.s and John Adams was failing miserably because he was trying to do this all during the day, during working hours. But Ben Franklin was in the salons and hanging out with the people and they just loved him and thought he was really cool. If you can get invitations or find yourselves at the state gatherings, like I know Maryland is having one and I'm not going to be in Anaheim, but uh, Maryland's having one. And, you know, those are the kinds of places where you can also get to talk to people. Then they're much more relaxed and it's a much better situation. So anyway, best of luck. Uh, Residency.teachable.com. If you want my one on one help, Tony, the pharmacist at gmail.com. If you've got questions that I can answer. Uh, but hey, you know what? Let this be a fun thing. You're going to Anaheim. I mean, that's just, it's just a fun place to be. And I think that if you focus on just building relationships, don't worry about the, the residency thing as much. Uh, you'll be in much better shape. This has been the Pharmacy Residency and Money Podcast, a member of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. You might want to check out our available residency audiobooks at pharmacyresidencypodcast.com forward slash books, or you can get your first book free if you've never been on Audible before. You can work one-on-one -on -one with me to get a better residency that will better suit your career, health, and wealth at residency.teachable.com. Feel free to send an invite to Tony PharmD on LinkedIn or email me at tonythepharmacist at gmail.com. Music was by Policy.